Welcome back, and I hope this episode finds you in a good place today. Well, today's question that I ask, hopefully to encourage you in your walk with the Lord, is this. How important is it that you know God? How important is it that I seek to grow in my knowledge of God? There's probably a lot of long and tedious ways in which I could answer that question. And the way that I answer it, I think, ultimately depends on the context. And so here's my context right now in this moment. You people listening to this podcast are believers in the Lord. I take it that you are Bible-believing Christians likely looking for some encouragement to press forward in your journey as a disciple. So if that context fits you, then here's something else that you believe. As a Bible-believing Christian, you believe that there is one true God, the God revealed by the Bible. He's perfect in every way. He's eternal and infinite. He's the creator of every atom in the universe, and he sovereignly rules and guides every moment of history. You also should believe this very foundational truth about God. Psalm 86.8 says it this way, There is none like you among the gods. O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. That is to say that this infinite, eternal, all-powerful, sovereignly ruling God revealed by the Bible, He has no equal. He alone is God. He is a unique being. And here's one other thing I want to mention before hopefully making my point. The Bible also reveals that this God will one day give judgment. Or in the words of the Apostle Paul, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Here's why I'm asking you this kind of smorgasbord of questions and statements. Because I'm trying to stir in your heart the fear that the Bible wants you to sense when you think appropriately about God. Because here's the twin to that fear. If I believe these things about God, then isn't the most important knowledge I could ever pursue be the knowledge of the things of God? Yes, absolutely. There's a reason for why the proverbial author says in the first chapter and again in the ninth chapter that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But what exactly should I or could I seek as a Christian to learn about God? Well, the Bible reveals a lot of things about God. To begin with, you learn about His actions, which also reveal His attributes. That is to say, in a sense, that you learn who God is. But you also learn something else as you read the Bible. You also learn what God wants. You learn who He is, but you also learn what He wants. And that's a big distinction. A lot of people just want to stop their study of the knowledge of God about who He is. And we need to know who He is. But the Bible also wants you to know what God wants for you, for your life, what He's doing in all of human history. So let me jump back to Psalm 86 for a second and read how the psalmist responds to his own singing about God's uniqueness as that fear of the Lord is stirred in his heart, here's how the psalmist responds, and I think it's a commendable way in which we should respond as well. Verse 9 says, Teach me your way, O Lord. 
But why does he want God to teach him his ways, his actions, his plans, and his purposes? Why does the psalmist in verse 9 want to learn about God? He tells us the answer to that through the little adverb, that. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. So when we think about God in a way that is appropriate, that is according to how the Bible reveals him, then we immediately get a sense of God's uniqueness, his infinite nature, his bigness, if you will. And as we grow in this knowledge, we understand how he wants us to live our own lives. And our knowledge of him, combined with our knowledge of his will, compels us to pursue it for our lives. Again, I point to the last line of verse 11 in Psalm 86. Unite my heart to fear your name. The CSB translation renders it this way, which I love. Give me an undivided heart. (laughs) Commit my heart. Teach me about you, Lord. Inform my mind in such a way that my heart is instructed to pursue you always. Now, I think... I answered the question that I posed at the beginning, and I think by just kind of jumping around to a few verses here and there, I've given you good reasons to make the knowledge of God and His will the chief pursuit in your life. But I want to end this episode with with letting you know something else that I think you should consider and make it a primary prayer in your life. Not everyone in the world has the great privilege of a Bible. There's a lot of people I could talk about, but specifically right now, I'm thinking about the Tibetans of the Himalayas. It's about 10.5 million people living from central Afghanistan, Kabul, Afghanistan, stretching all the way into Bangladesh on the east coast of Asia. 10.5 million people considered to be made up of 104 distinct people groups. Only 25 of them. 25 people groups. Only 25 have access to the scriptures. I'm not meaning that they can't go to a store and buy one. I mean that there's not one in their language for which they can read. They don't have a way. Even if there were Bibles there, English Bibles, they couldn't read them. They don't know English. They don't have a Bible in their own native tongue for which they can read and study and learn about God, about His will, about His ways, about the gospel and the salvation provided by Christ. So I find that in this episode and in this moment as I'm trying to encourage you to make knowing God the chief passion of your life, I just want to invite you to make God's knowledge among every people group a primary prayer of your life too. As the psalmist sings in the 67th, Let all the peoples praise you, O Lord. Let all the peoples praise you.